The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at nsa.edu. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we've met again. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> what is this, we episode 27? Maybe seven. Something 27. like 27. Not bad. I'm it impressed that we've bad. kept up with it. I am shocked that we've kept up with it. <laughs> we to managed. Be yeah. We've managed so far to squeak it in there. Yeah. Every, mostly every week. Yeah. This has been a busy time of year, I believe. Is oh, it? my word. But we say this all the time, and then yeah. it starts to feel silly that you're and still, I was gonna it's say, still so I know, busy. And I was going to say, and the weather's changed, and that makes everything. But I feel like it was only a minute ago that we were like, and it's summer, and now we can't figure out At what last, to wear. It's summer, and what finally, to eat. No. Well, what this tells you is that it keeps going. Yeah. The march of time keeps going. Lickety splickety. We everything keep having lots of work to do. In unsurprising ways. <laughs> I keep, I've been really thinking through, like I need some systems that work better than the ones I have. Mm-hmm. This is the time. I, you know what I need? Everything is on the table I right always now. feel like <laughs> if only I could have like a time out where to I could figure out to the figure system. out the systems. Like, but we have to pause this thing. <laughs> you need to be able to step out for a minute and figure out the systems without having everything but more than that, you fall need, down. It's not so much yourself. You need everyone else to step pause. out of it for a minute. Freeze like, frame. could you guys yeah. not need to eat or wear clothes right. for just like 10 days while I sort while out? While I figure so. out the best system. Never happens, though. No, it's never going it to happen. It doesn't. Yeah. I'm having just a real conundrum about how I'm even going to get through the remainder of this day, given <laughs> given all the competing things that have to happen yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. And it usually seems like when I'm confronted with one of those days, that it's really better to not worry about it and just get through the first thing you have to get through yeah. and then go to just the next thing. Just start taking steps. Because if I look at the big picture, then you then you seize up. So I have, I have something that just occurred to me that... I, in talking about this frantic feeling or like this, it's like, sometimes I think God just levels us up like, okay, now I want you doing more all the time, but still calmly and without, Mm -hmm. without being the worst person. I do think he does turn the treadmill up just as always, always. As soon as as we're we're getting getting it, it. as soon as we're like, yeah, nailing it. Nope. Not nailing it anymore. Like (laughs) just as soon as I thought, okay, yeah, yeah. And I think actually if we were able to stop the treadmill, we'd be the worst. It would be awful. We would be so bad. We would be bad. God's great kindness to the world is keeping us from having that kind of thing. Think how conceited we would get. (laughs) I don't want to know. I don't want to know about that. It's so much better to always be dragging behind the Lord's plans than it is to be trying to make your own. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things I was going to say, I know we have a lot of listeners who are at home cooped up having, you know, like maybe you're in the really little kid years or you just don't have a lot of fellowship or you just don't get out very much. you don't have kids anymore at home or you don't have children at all or, you know, like it just can feel Yeah, but what I was going to say, it's about people with children. So you might be there and that would be a different different thing I would bring up. What I was going to say is, though, that my 
there was this time. Okay, so think about like your worst day ever, you know, and I, there's a genre for me that I think of as like, it's just really overstimulating. Typically okay. on days like this, it's muddy outside. Probably uh -huh. somebody let the dog in without checking it. And also, because they're not used to it. Untidy inside? Uh huh. Yeah. Untidy inside. You probably have light bulbs burned out. Yeah. And you might be making pasta so all the windows get steamed. And your hair is going mm -hmm. down your collar. Probably that. And you, there's, and um, your contacts are foggy. As many things as you could <laughs> dislike about that moment, they're all happening to yeah, you. Yeah, the bottoms of your socks are really dirty. Probably all of your kids need to be bathed, like, like, like inescapable tingles and snotty noses and things, you know, just like all the things that you feel like this will take me so long to get this right. Yeah. And it's just miserable and I can't, I can't. Sure. I don't even want to anymore. It's part of the, part of the feeling. Well, a while ago, a couple of years ago, I read an article in like the gospel coalition. I think I really should look it up because I have failed I've referenced this many times. It was not the point of the article. The point of the article was somebody went to a graveyard and saw this family's gravestones and they were really just moved by the story that you can't know but that you can sure. see. And and it was a very sad story. It was like a husband and wife and their eight children. But if you just looked at the dates, like the timeline of what happened in the family, it was like the baby died, the 14-year-old died, like a year later, the 4-year-old died, and then the 5-year-old. Right. It was horrifying. It was like, yeah. you don't know why. And every one of the of the headstones has just scripture on it. Like, like it's everyone is like hope and faith. And then, and then after all eight children die like like one of the later yeah. ones is probably a 16 year old or something you know what i mean okay. it was just devastating the husband dies and the wife lived for 40 years oh my gosh right okay eight children and her husband and then she was a widow for 40 years like in a quiet place wow and when she when you finally get to her headstone you're like praise the lord that she finally died because you're thinking what a hard 40 years that must mm -hmm. have been mm -hmm. but the thing that i think of is in that worst of all possible moments that you could be having in your home with the laundry and the puke and, and the the, all the problems i'm like if i was standing in a graveyard like, you would give your life to go back to that worst moment. Like, that that worst, most claustrophobic, put-upon moment you so were true. having. You were like, I would give anything for that. Like, it's, to get back there. Yeah. Because you know how I would feel about it? I would love it. Like, it's good I to zoom out yes. and look at the... And here's the thing. This is, I think, an interesting feature. You remember that that sort of feeling when you were a kid? Hopefully it's not one we've had lately. But <laughs> but the, and then I'll die, and then they'll be sorry. <laughs> you know that one? That feeling? Where you're, where you're, I think you just revealed something about like, yourself. Because I don't recall thinking Oh, come that. on. Yes. You, Never. You, you know, the, the sort of like running ahead. This is oh, such yeah. a common feature of humanity. Yeah, it is. It is. Is running this, the hypothetical scenario of... Your own death and everyone else <laughs> bemoaning how they were not kind to you in the moment. But here's the thing. We They'll very, haunt them forever. We very rarely run that same scenario no, the, the other land, direction. The opposite land. <laughs> how 
know if I've been doing it this it's, yeah. it's really easy for us well, to... Well, it's such a good thing with gratitude because I think, you know, if I was in the graveyard, I wouldn't care what kind of a horrible headache I was going to uh-huh. have on that Tuesday afternoon. Or whether Tuesday you needed afternoon. to lose some weight. No, like, I, why would I give a rip if I was having a muffin top? I would not care. <laughs> like, I would not have worked myself up into a, this, yeah. you know. And it's such a good thing to see, like, just with honest gratitude, yeah. how much we have every uh-huh. day that we uh-huh. ought to be so aware of. And this kind of ties in with something else that I I had this, like, um, moment. I've had these moments. Okay, so the mornings, I have just Moses at home now while Shad is at kindergarten. Yeah. And uh, and he is, so I just have Moses, who's, who's coming in on two pretty soon. So it's just the two uh-huh. of us. And it, is there something really sweet about that? having kids on their own at different times like yeah. that when we go to get shad and I'm always holding his little hand and we're talking yeah. about not a lot of stuff we right. talk but yeah. the content is weak <laughs> <laughs> he said and uh he said I took him to see the bears this is a side story sorry I took him to see the bears the grizzly bears and so at the dinner table he was all big with the news that he had seen the bears which yeah. is so cute because the kids have their news and then he's he's like announces I see bears and oh, and cute. they were all excited with him they saw the bears and then I said did you see the daddy bear because there was a grizzly bear that kept standing up it was enormous but it kept standing up on it yeah. and so we were saying it was the daddy bear and he looks at me and I said, did you see the daddy bear? And he kind of gasps and looks down the table at Luke. <laughs> and he says, daddy, you a bear? <laughs> and we all die laughing like, uh, did you forget your news? What we were talking about it was not about daddy. Anyways, that was funny. So all of this was to say when I'm spending this time with him, just kind of this one-on-one time. One of the things that keeps occurring to me is our grandpa, Jim, who's about to be 90, and he's really the patriarch of the family, you know what I mean? Like, here he is, our old grandpa and our good great-grandpa, who still comes to Sabbath every week and Mm -hmm. tells his stories whenever he gets you. Yeah. And he has something to say. And, you know, I think about Moses like that. Like, I think, here I am, I'm holding, Lord willing, the hand of grandpa. Of a, of a great-grandpa, of a someone who's the head of a big family. Yeah. And who is, Lord willing, the, the real spiritual anchor of a big family. You yeah. know, like, who's the person who's been walking with the Lord for longer than we can imagine? I'm thinking, and I am the person that I know he will remember me. Yeah. But to the grandkids, just a faint memory. Like a, yeah. a vague idea of who was that person that he talks about in those yeah. stories. Like right. that woman that we never knew or yeah. don't know what she was like. Yeah. But we know the fruit of this life. Mm-hmm. Well, I had just been thinking about that. And just it's just what a cool thing it is that you're influencing you're someone. Yeah, yeah, someone that matters to a lot of people. And I, then I sat with Grandpa at Sabbath. And asked him about, because his birthday's coming up, and I said, what kind of food do you, like, I was asking him what kind of food he wanted, because he doesn't eat so much now, so he's right. kind of, you know, I was like, yeah. what kind of thing do you want? And he just got all real nostalgic all of a sudden and was telling me about food his mom made. And, cool. And here he is. I wasn't there last week, so Yeah, but it this. was like a real, I was not crying or anything, but I'm saying it was a real poignant moment uh-huh. to have, be talking to someone who's 90 yeah. who's telling me about the bread that his mom made and I didn't know this 
you'll be surprised as I was that she sold bread all over. She made and sold huh? bread all over. What? And they said she made this amazing white bread that had lots of yeast in it because it had big holes in it. And he said it was huge. Okay. It was like really huh? big. And I was like, was it in a pan? And he was like, yeah, it's just like sandwich bread, but really big. And wow. holes in it. And I was like, well, what is this nonsense? And he said that the, one of their favorite meals, she would make navy bean soup and slice the bread really thick. So he said you'd have one slice on your plate that would like almost fill up your plate. And then she would ladle the soup on top of it. Oh, it's like a bread bowl. Yeah, a bread sponge. A bread sponge That's for the soup. interesting. Either way, this is the thing that was touching to me was that here he is, 90 Still reminiscing yeah. about that, the way his mother loved him, you know, and did this for him. Anyways, I got a hold That's of cool. Uncle. Um, I, I emailed Uncle Ken because I hear he still makes the navy bean soup. So I'm trying to really? get the recipe for the wow. navy bean soup. And I'm going to see if he has the bread recipe because I was oh, like, wouldn't that be cool? Because clearly we need to try to wrestle that up. And oh, if we get awesome. it in time, we'll probably try to do it for his birthday because it seems oh, like love that it. would be fun. That would be really cool. Plus apple pie. Perfect. But anyways, all these things are saying that, like, even those moments that do not feel amazing, you think, what, in, like, how many years? 70 years, one of yeah. your kids might be like, you know what my mom used to do? That was just the <laughs> best thing. And it'll probably be, like, some weird thing that they rummage oh, down. Oh, it will the, be. Yeah, the It animals. will be the it'll thing be like, that you never chose no. as your legacy. It'll be like your children remember that you always bought Wonder Bread. Oh, my word. <laughs> You're like, I just remember my mom buying this craft macaroni buying and cheese. craft, like, making just... it. Yeah. No, <laughs> Anyways, it funny. all of that, long anecdote, but it's just that the time that doesn't feel important. Like, I'm yeah. thinking, how much was she just scrambling to but try I to think feed a baby? The thing is, I just think this is what faith means, is, is being grateful even when you don't necessarily see the full picture. Then you're like, Lord, you'll use it. You're able to be grateful mm-hmm. because it's, you know, you're mm-hmm. believing in something you don't see right this second. Mm-hmm. And, and dad pointed out when I mentioned that to dad, he was like, and you strategically named him Moses so that he can be the patriarch Moses. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, it's true. That's handy. I didn't you. even mean to do that. Yeah, wasn't even thinking that. ahead that far. <laughs> So, yes. That's funny. Anyways, big picture so, thing. So, what have you been doing of late? Oh, well, I'll tell you. One of the things that's making my life feel panicky and frenzied is that we are committed to doing, well, Luke's, well, doing, there's like a maker's market or something. So, Luke's doing some pottery. Cause we is have, he really? Well, because we have pottery that's that we awesome. need to like soldier forward. That's so but fun. But last year, the reason we did it was that Lena had knit a lot of stuff. So, she's knit like some little wool hats and stuff, but she hasn't made any. Last time it was closer to Christmas, so she'd made like Christmas ornaments. Okay. So, my kids all want to sell things. Oh, that is, once one person is selling something. intensities out to wazoo with everybody <laughs> is like, Mom, what if I... It's just really oh, funny. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I am turning uh-huh. into a craft manufacturing warehouse manager. And I yep. am not, as of yet, up to the task. Because there's this, this job of needing to make them sellable items. Well, that's the trick. Cause that's the... A because bit of yarn. I that, mean, we could do... You know, we could mm-hmm. We could stock a... 
warehouse like, look, tomorrow with I our goods. I made a purple but... yarn tassel that I tied on a pen. Everybody with loves a, this thing I know, did with a Kleenex. Yeah. Like, they want to, how right. about this for 25 cents? So I'm hoping that we can get some things together yeah. in a timely manner for that. That would but, be cool. Yeah. But none of them will be things I wove because I'm not ready to part mm-hmm. with things I wove. I am still trying to tab my entryway. Still, still trying. I get like a couple more feet done every, every other Saturday or so. I get a little more. My goal is to have an entryway that's tiled before the snow falls. That's a you good know, goal. Like let's have a waterproof something happening in here. Mm-hmm. And a winning that, goal. And yeah, and teaching and trying to put together a menu for a fall banquet for several hundred people that I will be trying to put together next month. <laughs> we started our parish group, so we had the first soup thing. And I, the first soup and bread night. So Becca and I are both now doing We're doing soup weekly and soup and bread, but for different crowds. So I do weekly soup and bread and cookies for the freshmen. Yeah. And you do weekly soup and bread for your parish, right? Yeah, but I use I use the sixty cup uh, professional rice cooker. Yeah, and if I as had one, I would I use, use it. it as not to cook the stuff in, but I use. I it bought as... that giant giant stock pot, and it's my favorite. I it keeps it hot for a long time. I just pull it off of the stove, and I set it on a trivet on the table, and it works great. Yep. I can see that that will work fine. I <laughs> Shadrach is out. He's lurking. standing outside of our. What do you need? Rhea told me to come out and. <laughs> <laughs> He's an ambassador. Okay, I'll be in a minute. Go back in, guys. Love ya. That he was is. good. That was good. Yeah. Blair is home because she crouped it last night. Oh, shoot. Yeah, nothing like the 3 a.m. bedside call of, I can't breathe. <laughs> Somebody That's comes why. In okay, okay. Like, I ah! wanted to ask you this because I put something up on Facebook last night about the Bible challenge, and then I saw that you had commented <laughs> on it, but the time was like, what were you doing at four in the morning? <laughs> I will tell you what I was doing. Not sleeping when I should have been sleeping. I did. I meant to ask you that. It's like, since when are you on Facebook at 4 a.m.? Yeah. That's hilarious. Not typical. Not, yeah. That's not my normal time. No. But I was in... The croup will do it. The you croup know. will bring you out of out of bed at all hours. Because then they go back to bed, but you're still kind of sleeping delicately. Like, you have to keep getting up to I go listen. I have fond memories of having the croup when I was a kid. Yeah, because mom would read us Chatter of the Red Squirrel. Chatter of the Red Squirrel. Why that was reserved for crouping, I don't, know, I don't but, know. But it was. But it's like, we would sit in the bathroom with the hot shower running and so it would be super steamy and foggy in there as she was trying to clear us up and she would read Chatter of the Red Squirrel. That's and funny. maybe that was just the one book that was handy mm-hmm. at the time. So I have, this is a <clears throat> really random change of subject, but it's come up a lot lately with me and with individual different people. Okay. And I just thought of it because I just got another, I just, whilst we were recording, got a text on the same subject from okay. someone. All right. So hot, hot off the it's press. It's like so hot off the press that, no, it just keeps coming up. And every okay. time I'm saying it, I, I know this is incredibly basic, but I'm still telling you. Okay. This is about dealing with a toddler. Okay. And when you are the parent of a toddler, 
you are the parent of something that needs to be under control. <laughs> you, you don't say. What I'm saying is say. it's not going to work to just see what happens. No. Like letting it take no. its course is the no, wrong it's the a wrong plan. choice. It is. So there's a couple of things. One thing that I have told people recently is that like like it's very difficult. Like you can't discipline a child for not liking something. And before they have any way of communicating to you. Okay. Right. It's very, you know, like, so they don't like having their diaper changed, but they don't have the words to say this mm-hmm. is not. So then they end up fussing and whining and yeah, thrashing about while you're trying sure. to do this or whatever. And so the thing I was going to say is it's very simple, but like find a way to make it about obedience, not about what they like or don't like. Yeah. Like just say, I want you to blow it out now. Like, like this, yeah. blow it out. It's like blowing out a birthday candle. Blow it yeah. out. We're starting over. Different way, different approach. But then the other thing that I was telling Luke after talking to someone, you know, what? I get the feeling that it's like Christian parents a lot of the time feel like disciplining a child or disciplining meaning any kind of correction or discussion yeah. or like whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like they think it's like it's like spray painting something and they know you're supposed to do it. But then you see people doing it, but they're just blowing spray paint into the wind like 10 feet away from the thing that they meant to spray paint like they have no expectation of it changing color yes like there is no in my mind i have zero expectation of that lamp base becoming yellow (laughs) right i am just over here breezing yellow paint into the into the wind yeah and then i'm like it's not working (laughs) like i look everywhere and i see people you just push the button right is that what you need to do just push the button and you're like well the main thing is that you need to be in communication with the child (laughs) like you you need to be winning in a more personal level don't you think like there's a there's a kind of a skill to envisioning that same sin on Big. an adult. Mm. It's kind of like, it's like if you go out to your garden and you spy yourself a tiny skunk weed, mm-hmm. you don't say, but it's, it's not doing much harm now. And it's kind of cute now. It's almost a little bit decorative. Who's to say that it might not turn into a tomato plant later? Yeah. Where it's like, nope, you, you're going to need to know like that this is sending to, down a taproot of power and you've got to get it now. Nothing is going to come. Nothing is going to come from not winning this. No. Now. Like, and, nothing positive will come. And the, the thing that, that I have also told people, which is just a random tidbit, is mothers, do not baby talk to your children. Because I hear this, and I'm just saying... That it's a funny thing, because when I'm telling Moses how I do want him to talk to me, I channel the mega calm. Yeah. Like, I want him to imitate my voice right. saying, yes, mama. Like, right. okay, mama. Right. And not, say okay, mama. Okay, say okay, mama. Because it's like, yeah. you're, if you're doing everything high-pitched yeah. and baby talk, then your baby trying to imitate you, there's not a clear difference between someone being whipped up with excitement and baby sure. talk and someone being whipped up with fussing. Uh-huh. Like, there is a difference, but it is far less uh-huh. obvious. And if they're imitating you saying, like, where they have to be in control of themselves yeah. to get it out the way that you want uh-huh. it to get out, it communicates much more, yeah. <laughs> much more than the... But can I just say, like, when the kids are little... That is, 
it's really important to like, you see the sin and like you're saying, you have to actually deal with the actual sin. You need it to not be, um, yeah. kind of here and there we condemn it from afar, but the kid yeah, needs or to like, understand. Or you just generally dislike them being difficult, which is not the same thing as being disobedient yeah. or being like, like there are ages or your kids. I'm really not a restrictive parent on lots of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I laugh. This is I'm really letting the secrets out here. Okay. I here laugh at people. All of you listeners, I'm laughing at you now. <laughs> people who buy developmental toys for their children, like like manipulatives or something, just because I'm wondering, like, well, Moses is just stacking all of the toilet paper in a tower on the <laughs> landing or then getting into other, like he's doing manipulative things. 24 7 and the idea of me buying new small parts for him to manipulate he just gets into the kitchen drawers and puts lids on things and stacks stuff like i i am not up i am he has very a very free life in terms of what he's allowed to do and get you know um so it's not like it's just i think on the things that you need to win on you have to be able to win all the way like like, but also picking i think that's what i'm saying is Picking the things you know you need to win on is like, well, picture that on your boss. How would you like it if that lack of emotional control was in your boss or in your (laughs) husband? And then you're like, you are doing the world a favor by not letting your son turn into that. You know what I mean? Amen. Where you like, you just, just, you're... You're being the public service announcement when you <laughs> ain't nobody got time for this, no. except for your mother who was elected Who's... by God to be here now to make sure you to, don't put this on other people to in the teach future. Teach you emotional control, yeah, yeah, or don't let don't let him turn into a manipulator. Don't let him turn into, yeah, you know, all of the stuff. Picture it on an adult. The same sin. It might be kind of cute on a three year old. Picture it on an adult, but then the thing is, you've got still toddlers. I have teens and that's a very different kind of parenting. Like it totally is. I feel like I'm super close to having a teenager and I can say that it feels like the monster splits to be like, yeah, still back in the, but I think that oftentimes people battle for control. People parent backwards. Dad always said this. Uh, It's so true. Where when the kids are little, they cater to stuff and they let them get away with stuff because it's kind of cute. It's kind of funny. Well, and, and it's after just all, if you can just barter them yeah. with the fruit It's just snack easier thing. to buy your way out of the problem yeah. than to actually deal with it. And so, so the kids, like, grow up in that, and then suddenly they become teenagers. Suddenly the sin's not cute anymore. Suddenly yeah. they could ruin their lives. They could get pregnant. They could get someone else pregnant. They could get into drugs, whatever it is. They They're, could be a drunk driver now. And now yeah, then yeah. the parents like clamp down and then it turns into like you're living in boot camp and that does not, does not go well. It does not yield good fruit in parenting because then the kid just sits there chafing until they can get out when they're 18 and then I don't have to worry about this ever again. And so you haven't, like, you were too lax when they were little, you were too strict when they were big, and and now, and surprisingly it didn't work out, you know. Now it's not being such it's a kind blessing. Of like, it's kind of like the time you tried to make an angel food cake mm-hmm. without, I did. without separating the eggs. So well, she just Mom threw was all gone, the eggs and in. And I was like, how about I make an angel food cake? And I, someone... 
let me. I don't yeah. know who. Probably dad. I'm going to go ahead and I, venture dad. I have dad. a feeling that it might have been mom from, but mom, because it was an angel food cake with, or it was an orange flavored angel food okay. cake. And I think she like, oh, this is funny because I grew up in, you know, this has been the eighties probably. And so I wanted to make an angel food cake and it called for orange zest mm-hmm. and, and she bought me orange zest to make this, but it was like, it was How like spice. You... What? It was a dried orange zest. Really? Yeah, and I think, and I thought, was this before we zested that. citrus? It must have been. How weird. <laughs> before we knew how to just uh-huh. zest one ourselves. Instead, weird. we had like a dried little sprinkles of orange zest. I actually never, it never occurred to me you could dry out an orange zest, well, but I guess you can. Now you now you know that you could. Guess but what you'll be I getting went for to Christmas. Make, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I went to make this stuff, and I think I just must not have followed any she of just, the rules. I remember this. You didn't read the directions first. I just put all the eggs in. So, you yeah. know, with an angel food cake, something that'll really get you good results is <laughs> just not separating out the whites. And, and not yolks. whipping the whites. So, what it turned out to be was kind of a... Cracker. No. Oh, no. Not oh, a yeah. cracker. Yeah. It was far more the texture of, like, an oven omelet, but it was... Yeah, but thin like a cracker. It was not lofty like an angel food cake. I think cake. it was like a oven omelet just in the bottom <laughs> of a bun pan. <laughs> In the bottom of a, not a bunt pan, but an but angel it's kind food of like, cake so, pan. So my, my analogy here with parenting is it's the, like, the order it's not enough. Matter, yeah, yeah, the order it goes in matters. And it's not enough to just say, well, I put all the ingredients in. I, I gave them love. With I gave no them thought, discipline. With no thought I to the did, timing or execution, no, I put no, it all in. I d- you didn't isolate things out and <laughs> work on them individually. You just kind of dumped it all in. And unshockingly, well, it didn't what turn I was going to say is I say the same thing to people on uh with newborns is that like who cares what the book about the schedule says about the baby or what the internet think tank tells you about the baby <laughs> look at your baby is your baby hungry then feed your baby you know what i mean like like communicate with the baby not with the internet about it or communicate with the baby not with somebody else's plans for whatever and i think that we can add a lot of complicating factors when you're just trying to like imitate other people's discipline ideas or imitate whatever. You're so concentrated on yourself do doing something that you're not looking. And that's what I meant yeah. by like the spray, the spray painting. Paint. Yeah. Thing. Like it's I'm like, over here pushing look, the button. I'm doing it just like you. And you're like, except for that you're nowhere near the item that you needed to be taking on. Like, yeah. and just when you're dealing with your kids, you should be expecting to see some change like you should expect what you're doing to be affecting something a result and I do think you know again like we have seen occasionally parents who who parent their teens just like toddlers where they still expect like it's sort of like I bark a command they instantly obey and it's sort of like no discussion and the thing is of course you want your kids to obey you when they're teens but it shouldn't look like that I mean my word have I told said this on here about my horrible realization at Costco wasn't horrible but it did take some adjusting I don't know well when my kids were little when we had those first four so close together it was like four Mm -hmm. really little kids and so it was an art form 
working really hard to contain everyone. Yeah. You know, like, and then when it was Blair and was a baby and so she'd be in the cart and we did this thing, four corners where everyone had to hold a corner of the cart. Yeah. We like stayed together and this is where you're going to be. And it was very like that. It was yeah. very the rules of this is how we're going to keep a low impact right. as we make it through places and we yeah. stay together. <laughs> we and, would say form up and move out. So yeah, but we do form out. <laughs> We would do form up. I still tell the kids to go form up when I'm checking out uh-huh. of a grocery store because it gets uh-huh. them all out of the cloggy zone. I'm like, yeah. go form up by the ice machine. Yeah. And they and go they form stand up. up they, oldest, yeah. Yeah. Well, some usually it's youngest, oldest, but sometimes. And Moses loves to do that. He yeah. feels like uh-huh. quite the hot topic when yeah. he's formed up with the kids. But anyways, I... We would I would concentrate so much on be quiet, stay right here, don't touch anything, don't whatever. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, they are growing big into full-on yeah. people now. And nothing and would be point, worse than four teenagers having to stand holding in Holding your hand. Yeah, <laughs> unallowed to speak. Oh, my word. And then all of a sudden it just hit me why I've had this experience where you've met big families and the teenagers just stand like behind their mom silently like they aren't people mm-hmm. like they don't need to you would never need to know their name or hear from them for any reason yeah and I realized you know what it's gonna be the awkward years where our kids are telling the Costco cashier jokes it's yeah. just where we're like <laughs> what's happening now yeah. but I think of it I think well if I took seven of my friends eight if you're counting Luke if a group of nine adults go to Costco together you're not low impact no do you know what I mean? Like you're not, it's not like people are going to not notice you as they yeah. pass you in the aisle yeah. that there were nine adults. Exactly. So now when we go, there's a lot more like, wow, did you see this? These crackers look gross. Look over here, guys. You know what yeah. it's like? It's loud. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. like a scene, but I yeah. think, well, this is what we, this is what we are now. Exactly. <laughs> now okay. we're not quiet. So we have to quickly do a tip because both yeah. of us have to run. I have to go to an appointment. You have to pick up kids. It's all very bunchy in our life. So, so bunchy. Bunchy. So we got like two minutes. We're, we're making this one shorter to make up for that runaway one last yeah. week. You need really a little less long. of us in your life. Yeah. We're going to average it out. If okay. we ever run out of things to talk about now, we're just going to begin at the beginning of our cookbook <laughs> repertoire. <laughs> and chip through it. And just chip through it. Just go, it. go, go forever. And then we'll give us one other cinnamon roll recipe I tried. <laughs> Here's what I've learned about putting an egg in the dough. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good because the funny part is we could have gone on for so we much could've. longer. We so could have. It could be like We're a cereal. We're going to hold ourselves back yeah. on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's a, what's a tip? Um... You were going to talk about Bible reading because we're doing this challenge. All right. What's a tip about reading your Bible? Do you, why don't you go first? Didn't you have one? Or do you well, want me to go first? Well, I guess just um, <clears throat> making the decision to just fit it in. I think we've talked about this before, so it's not really a new tip. But the idea that you need to be having a real moment... And it has to be in a certain place with your coffee and you need to right. have quiet and it needs to be a, a special time with the Lord kind of a thing. Yeah. That's wonderful if you can fit it in. But if you can't fit it in, if you can't fit that in, it's still better to catch it in between. And it's yeah. kind of like if there was a, if there was an article, for instance, on Facebook that you were trying to read 
and then you got a phone call in the middle, and then you, you had cared, to run pick but you up the cared. kids. For some reason, and you wanted to you get would it. Just, you would like come back to it, and maybe you'd read another couple paragraphs, and then it'd be like, oh, I got another phone call, and oh, I have to run do the other thing, but I'll just hold it there on my phone, and I'll open we'll it and look at it, it again later. And maybe you get through the article over the course of seven different approaches during the day. I, I'm trying to just treat the Bible reading like that, where it's like, oh, I, I still, still need, need to, to do, that, to do that, yeah. and I might be in the car, you know, waiting for, you know, like maybe I'm sitting in the parking lot and Ben ran in to grab one thing in the grocery so store. So chance. I'm just going to read on my phone here and then, you know, so yeah. just kind of cobble it together. And I yeah. have to say that there's one thing about that that's actually really a side benefit. That's is that that aspect of meditating on it all day. Mm-hmm. Is it like if you yeah. you stop and you read something, but then you like come back to look at it later? And mm-hmm. this is something I was enjoying with trying to listen on some audio, read some, doing all this. Is that I would hear something on the audio and I'd go to mark it in my paper Bible at some point. But what ends up happening is throughout the day, I'm really just thinking about scripture an awful lot more than yeah. <clears throat> I would have been. Or you just get a small dose here and there, and it's it's but, great. But even getting a small dose is like different. Well, you used the example of the Facebook article. So let's just say that say that you saw a Facebook article that vastly peeved you that was a lot of your friends yeah. had liked. Sure. And you were like, I've got to read this how and see they? how bad the situation right. is. And it might be about any, from any direction, about vaccines or co-sleeping or breastfeeding Trump. or Trump or, or uh, anything. anything. Any of the things that people like to get whizzed up about. And you might, so you might get on Facebook, see it, start to read it, be a little bit outraged, get interrupted, go off, think about it through for a little bit longer, come back, read it again, be a little more outraged, then go off to make dinner and then come back later, still peeved. And you've managed to meditate all day on something that is not profitable for you. That reminds me of something I wanted to talk about on the podcast, but we don't have time. Give us a preview. We don't so next have time. time. Well, if I give a preview, will we remember it later? Well, we did last time. Go go for it. Oh, preview speaking it of articles that read and peeved you, mm-hmm. it was somebody who said referenced a the biblical admonition that women are supposed to be submissive wives with tidy houses. And I actually had an interesting thought about that from a historical perspective. But we can't talk about that right now because we have to we'll go. Come back. We'll we come have back. to leave. We have to be done with this. Hey, I'm basically late Rachel's to pick my like, kids up at she's school. She's like gotten out of the car already. <laughs> I'm getting out. She's, she's getting she's out while the getting's good. Okay. What have you will be back another time. All right. Bye. Bye. New St. Andrews College thanks you for listening.